0: A blessed and wonderful good morning, saints of God. Another beautiful day that the Lord has made, and we shall rejoice and be glad in it. Hallelujah. For we serve a great and mighty God, a God who is awesome and powerful. He is loving and kind. He has been gracious to us another day, giving us one more chance to make our calling and election sure, one more chance to get it right. Oh glory, hallelujah, to his holy name. And so welcome to another episode of John 3:16, the message with me, your host, Minister Olivia Brown, here to bring you the unadulterated, uncompromised word of God, spreading the good news of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. And so I know you, my listeners, you guys have not heard from me in a few days. I miss you too. Glory to the mighty name of Jesus. I've been in a time of fasting and prayer. And you know, this is a prerequisite as a child of God. It's a prerequisite, having a life of prayer and fasting because we need to continuously build ourselves up in the most holy faith. And there's always room for improvement in Christ. There's a continual growing process in the Lord. And so it's so imperative that we make time and shut away and seek the Lord and, you know, let Him know that we truly desire Him more than anything else. And so today I'm happy to be back with you, saints of God, to share the good news of the gospel and to encourage and uplift Each and every person that listens and sends their feedback about the blessings and the encouragement that they receive. I thank God for each and every one of you. And even now I pray that every person that would hear this message, that would receive an outpouring, a, a deposit from the throne of God in the mighty name of Jesus. I pray that lives would be transformed, renewed. And that growth in the Spirit will take place in every hearer today, in the mighty name of Jesus. And so for somebody who, who's hearing this message today, you know, the importance of fasting. Today's message is not about fasting, but I'm just taking this time, as the Spirit of the Lord laid it in my heart, to admonish someone. Your healing could be tied. Your healing is tied to fasting to fasting because sometimes we may not realize how separating ourselves, because even when I fasted, it, it was very, it was back to back. I took a little break and then I did another time of fasting as the Holy Spirit would have admonished me. And sometimes we really need to shut everything out, every form of distraction, especially the phones and every device that can pull us away and not allow us to have that total submitted time to the Lord. And so for somebody today, your healing is tied to fasting. Just shut away with the Lord. Cut out all the unhealthy foods. Give it all a break and just... As the Spirit of the Lord would guide you. Even cut off social media and the phone, the the computer and all those things and just shut away with the Lord. Get all the scriptures on healing and read them and repeat them and pray and tell the Lord, thank you. I believe that you're my healer. I know that your word is true because God's word is powerful and it is life. Hallelujah. It is not death. It is life. God's word is life. And you know, sickness is a form of dying. It's a form of death. It's like your blood cells. Those who may have cancer, the cancer cells eat away at your blood cells and, and creates dead flesh. It's like arthritis. The inflammation gets into your joints and creates that, that inflammation that causes the pain. And so God's word is life. He's a restorer, a healer, a miracle worker. Sometimes our own bad habits create these situations in our bodies. And the Holy Spirit is usually warning us and in, you know, giving us signs and hints. And sometimes the flesh, the Bible says the flesh is always warring against the Spirit. And so we need to yield to the Holy Spirit so that the Lord can have His perfect work within us. For our own benefit. Because the things that the Spirit of the Lord encourages us and, you know, tries to warn us about. It's always for our own good. Our own benefit. So today, God is speaking to somebody. Your healing is tied to fasting. Make that sacrifice. Shut away. Whether it's three days or you can do seven days. And, you know, there are different types of fasting according to your situation. Some people may need to do Three days of no food and just water. Some people may need to just do like seven days of just fruits and vegetables and water so that your body can do a nice detox and cleanse. But some body today, your healing is tied to to fasting. That's what I'm hearing in my spirit to say to someone. But each and every one of us need to fast as believers in the, The Messiah, as believers in Jesus Christ, we need to live a life of prayer with fasting. The word of God says some spirits do not leave except through prayer with fasting. And so there are things that may be around us or even within some people that still need deliverance. And you're wondering why this is happening and why that is happening and all these different things. And it's tied to fasting. And so God is speaking to some people today. You may be having some issues in your life. It's really difficult. You don't understand why you're praying and certain things are not happening. The deliverance may be tied to fasting. Go the distance. Do something that you've not done before. Do something more. Go deeper in the Lord. Shut away. Take off social media. Take off the phone. Take off all those things. Shut away with the Lord for some time. Study the Word of God. Let your faith, let your spirit man be nourished and increased in, in the Word of God. For faith comes by hearing, and hearing by the Word of God. And you'll get clarity. God would give you clarity as to what you need to do. And your prayer life becomes more powerful. Your spirit man becomes more powerful because when you fast, you're not just starving yourself because some people starve themselves and they say that's fasting, but no, you have to have a purpose for your fasting. And so for the most part, you fast because you want to draw closer to the Lord. You want clarity. You want to be in the will of God doing what he wants you to do. For some people it's healing. You may need healing, but you also need that closer walk with the Lord. It's always supposed to be for that closer walk with the Lord. And then you get the added benefits of fasting. But your spirit man becomes more powerful. Your prayer life becomes more effective. And the enemy does not want us to understand these principles. But it's in the Word of God. And so that is for somebody today. Glory, hallelujah. So today's message was not entirely on fasting. But the Spirit of the Lord knows who needs to hear, you know, what He wanted me to share as we start this episode today. So I give God praise and thanks and glory and honor for whomever that revelation is for. In the name of Jesus. And I pray for testimonies to come forth as you apply the Word of God in Jesus' mighty name. So, as always, we decree and declare Psalm 91 before we go into the Scripture message. And so, I always admonish us to decree and declare this Psalm over our loved ones. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Over everyone that concerns us. Because... We ought to live a life where our prayer life is not just about me, I, and I. And just me and my family and just us. Us four and no more. But as believers, our prayer should extend to even the strangers. Because Jesus told us in his word, pray for those who have not yet come into the fold. Pray for one another. Pray for your fellow believers Pray for those who have not yet come into salvation, that they will come and be a part of the body of Christ and be saved. Hallelujah. So even as we decree and declare this powerful psalm of God's promise of protection, let's decree and declare it over everyone that concerns us today. Let's get right into it. Psalm 91. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God and Him will I trust. Oh, hallelujah. Surely He shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler and from the noisome pestilence. He shall cover thee with His feathers and under His wings shall thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and buckler. Thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flied by day, nor for the pestilence that walketh in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. A thousand shall follow thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee. Hallelujah! Only with an eye shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord, which is my refuge, even the most high thy habitation, there shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling. Hallelujah. For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. They shall bear thee up in their hands, the least thou dash thy foot against a stone. Thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. The young lion and the dragon shalt thou trample on the feet. Glory to the mighty name of Jesus. Because he has set his love upon me, Therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he has known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him and with long life I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Thank you Jesus. Hallelujah. And so as always let's decree and declare the last two verses and make it personal today. And we shall call upon the Lord and he will answer us. Yes Lord. He will be with us in trouble. He will deliver us and honor us. And with long life, he will satisfy us and show us his salvation. Thank you, Lord. Oh, mighty God, you're awesome and mighty. Glory to your holy name. We serve a truly awesome and mighty God. And he loves us with an everlasting love. Oh, glory to his holy name. Glory to His holy name. Hallelujah. 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 There's none like our God. There's none like our... He is. (laughs) Oh, the one true God. Ruler of all creation. Creator of everything that exists. Hallelujah. Oh, we are a privileged people, saints of God. And to everyone listening, He loves you with an everlasting love. His heart's desire is for the best for you. God's heart towards each and every one of us is only good. His heart's desire towards each and every one of us is only good. Every commandment, every decree is for our own good. Hallelujah. It's to keep us from going off onto the wrong path that has many snares and traps and deception of the enemy. For the devil knows that his time is short, the word of God tells us. And so he has come to steal, to kill and to destroy. He's trying to take as many with him into the lake of fire because he knows that his time is short and his judgment is sure. And so God is just trying to keep us on the straight and narrow path that we do not fall into the deception of the enemy. God's thoughts towards us are only good. Hallelujah. He wants the best for us. He wants the best for us. But if we deviate and we turn our backs on Him, we harden our hearts and we don't do what is right and pleasing in His sight, and we choose to become reprobates, acting and living like the devil living wickedly and doing evil, then the judgment of God, if there is no yielding and surrendering to the voice of God, calling us from the evil way, calling us to turn from every wicked way, if we don't turn away, then the judgment of God would eventually fall on those who harden their hearts and refuse to surrender to the will of God. But his heart's intent towards us is only good. It's only good. Hallelujah. And he keeps warning us. He wants us to live in love and unity with one another. That's all he is asking us to love him with all our hearts, mind, soul, and strength, and to love our neighbors as we love ourselves. What if we harden our hearts? And we hate our neighbor and we're doing only evil continuously. You're not doing what is right and you're being harmful to other humans. And then if you continue to do evil and you come up against a true servant of God that is living, holy and surrendered, whose hands are clean and whose heart is pure. Then you're looking for real judgment because God is a defender of those that belong to Him. And He's calling each and every one of us to be His beloved. Hallelujah. To live that life that is pleasing. To demonstrate our love for Him in every area of our lives, in our actions, in our words, in our very thoughts. Hallelujah. And so as I get ready to get into today's scripture message, oh glory to the mighty name of Jesus. God is speaking to us. The time is short. We're living in the last days. He wants us to understand his heart and mind towards us and why he's continuously admonishing us and warning us and pleading with us to turn away from every evil way, every deception of the enemy, from every action that can cause ruin to others that we may do. He wants us to see with the eyes of understanding of the Holy Spirit, that we can truly understand every aspect of what is right and what is wrong. He wants us to learn of Him. His yoke is easy, His burden is light. And when we understand, there are things that, you know, many times we do and we don't even realize that it is wrong and evil in the sight of God. And the only way we can come to this understanding this revelation is when we listen to the voice of the Holy Spirit and get into the Word. the Holy Spirit is always wooing us and calling us and encouraging us to get into the Word of God and read it, study it, listen to the audio Bible, listen to preaching instead of list, watching things that is defiling your mind and your i mean eventually your your temple. God wants us to feed our spirits with the things that pertains to life and godliness that we can learn of Him and understand His ways and to live according to His way. Glory to the mighty name of Jesus. He wants us to be encouraged today to fight the good fight of faith and surrender because the Word of God tells us in the last days there's going to be a great falling away. Many will give heed to seducing doctrines of devils, my God. So we need to feed our spirit and build up our minds and our hearts with the word of God, with the ways of Christ. To walk not in our own way, to not lean on our own understanding, but to acknowledge the Lord in all our ways, that He would direct our path. Hallelujah. And as I'm saying, let's get right into the first scripture of today. Because we have a few scriptures. Glory to the mighty name of Jesus. Before I get into Psalm 139. Matthew chapter 15 verse 8. And Jesus was speaking and he said. They worship me with their lips but their hearts are far from me. Oh yes that's the, the beginning of today's. Message, they worship me with their lips they draw nigh to me and he was quoting what Isaiah said in Isaiah 29 verse 13 speaking to the disciples when he was telling them about the people just like Isaiah spoke in Isaiah 29 13 so there is nothing new under the sun my God nothing new under the sun he said they worship me with their lips they draw nigh to me with their lips but their hearts are far from me this is what the Lord is saying many people are saying I I love God I believe in Jesus I obey the Lord I'm a servant of God I preach the gospel I tell people about Jesus. They worship me with their lips, but their hearts mm, their hearts are far from me. And so let's see what Psalm 139 is saying. Psalm one thirty nine, verse twenty-three and twenty-four. The psalmist David is saying, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. Oh, glory, Jesus. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. I read it again. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me, and know my thoughts. Know my thoughts. Mm. And see if there be any wicked way in me, and lead me in the way everlasting. The psalmist is saying, it, David is crying out to God and asking Him to search Him and know His heart and try Him and know His thoughts. See if there be any wicked way and lead me in the way everlasting, He's saying. Show me my ways that may not be pleasing to you, in other words, so that I may change it and do what is right. That I may inherit that eternal life with you. I want to please you. I want to please you Lord with all my heart. Even in my thoughts. My innermost being. I want to please you in every way. And similarly in Psalm 51.10. He said create in me a clean heart. O Lord. And renew a right spirit within me. Oh hallelujah. Create in me a clean heart. O Lord. And renew a right spirit within me. This is the psalmist David again crying out to God. Crying out to God. And so I'll go into the book of Mark, chapter seven, as we're dealing with the heart today. Glory to the mighty name of Jesus. God wants us to truly examine our lives and examine our actions and see. If we truly love him. Because he told the scribes and Pharisees. He told the disciples. He was speaking to to them in a setting. And he was speaking to everyone. And he said. You say you love me. But if you love me. You would keep my commandments. You would do what I command you to do. If you truly love me. In other words. Don't just say it. Like the first scripture said, they, they serve me, they worship me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. He said, no. If you truly love me, your heart's desire would be to do my will. You would desire to have a pure heart, a clean heart. You would desire to live an upright life, a life of goodness, a life of love. Oh glory, hallelujah. A life of faithfulness and true surrender and obedience to the will of God. And so this is what Jesus was also saying in the book of Mark chapter 7. Reading from verse 21 it says, For from within, out of the heart of man, proceeds evil thoughts. Adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lavishness, an evil eye, Mm. blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and it defiles the man. And so God is saying today, when you do any of these things, It comes from your heart. It comes from within you. Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. What you speak. There is this saying that says, Be careful what you think. Because your thoughts become your words. Be careful what you speak. Because your words become your actions. Be careful what you do. Because your actions can become Your character. Be careful. With your character. Because it will determine your destiny. And so today. God wants our character. To be one of goodness. And uprightness and holiness. One of love. Loving kindness. To be like God. To be like Christ. Demonstrating his attributes. On the earth. Towards one another. So that. Our destiny would be one. That would be with God. Because our characteristics have now merged into his likeness. The way he has created us to truly be. When we surrender to his will by the leading of the Holy Spirit. And just yesterday. As I was meditating on the word of God. I was listening to. One of the generals in the faith, and I can't remember which one, but I was really, really enjoying the word. And the Holy Spirit just took me out of that place. The message was still going on, and I got this revelation. And it was surrounding our our being, of who we are. We are spirit. Hallelujah. We are spiritual beings having a human experience. But we are spirit, body, and soul. So we are made up of three three parts. But our soul will live on somewhere. Glory, hallelujah. The spirit of God which gives us life. Thank you, Jesus. The spirit of God which gives us life. Because in the beginning, God created man and he blew his breath into the physical body. And it became a living soul. And so our spirit. Is the breath of God. Which is our life source. God is the a, is a source of our life. Hallelujah. And so. Why. The revelation has to do with. When we live on somewhere. The distinguishing factor of heaven and hell. The spirit of God. Goes back to Him. But our soul. Which is the free will that God has given us to make that choice. To choose good over evil. When we choose evil. That's our soul making a choice. To live on in eternity in hell. Because our soul. Is that, that nature of free will. Our mind, our will, our emotion. Our mind, our will, our emotions. Our mind, our will, our emotion makes up our soul. And when you choose not to let your mind, your will, and your emotion be subjected to the Holy Spirit. And merge and become one with the Spirit of God. If you don't do that, then your soul is separated from God. This is what hell means separation from god there is no life in hell it's continual death torture and torment but your soul is continually having this death experience in hell going through that torture and that torment because you have chosen to be separated from god through disobedience through following the way of the devil whose judgment is already finalized And the word of God warns us that those who follow after the devil, the Antichrist, and the beast, who takes the number of the mark of the beast, and anyone who follows the way of the devil, will be subjected to the same judgment. But for those who would receive the word of God, who would believe, In Jesus. Receive the free gift of salvation. Live according to the will of God. Living that life of goodness and righteousness. And peace and holiness. And surrender to the Holy Spirit of God. Walking in obedience to the word of God. You have now decided to merge your soul. With the spirit of God. Where you will. As long as you continue in that path. When you die. You now will live on in heaven with the Lord because your entire mind, will, and emotion has been surrendered completely to the Spirit of God. And you and God, that that free will has become one with the Lord. And now you qualify for heaven. You now qualify for heaven because you've chosen to surrender your life. To seek after the ways of God and to make every effort to make your calling and election sure with the Lord. How do you know if you've truly surrendered to the Lord? We ought to examine our lives against the word of God. If you're doing anything that the word of God is saying not to do. Then you are guilty of damnation. Because if you knowingly do what is wrong, the word of God says, They that know the right and do it not will be beaten with many stripes. Today God is speaking to us through his word. He's admonishing us. Let me read what Jesus was saying again. In the book of Mark chapter 7, reading from verse 21. And it says, from within, out of the heart of men, out of the heart of men, proceeds evil thoughts, adulteries, fornication, murders, thefts, covetousness, wickedness, deceit, loviciousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride. Oh my God. Foolishness. Foolishness. All these evil things come from within. And defiles the man. And when it says man here, it means both male and female. Hallelujah. And so we need to understand today. Are we guilty of any of these? An evil eye. Watching someone with, with this anger. Having malice in your heart against someone. Oh, there's so many things. God wants our life to be a life of forgiveness, of goodness. where we understand that it makes no sense holding on to unforgiveness and bitterness and anger. Learning to, to yield to the Holy Spirit. If the Holy Spirit says go and apologize to this person because you spoke to them harshly, you said things that would have caused an offense and wound. There is a scripture that says war to those who offend others and war to those who take offense. As we learn the word of God, no matter what anyone does, you may feel hurt, you may be the victim of someone's ignorance, of someone's demon pos- Possession. But because you understand from a spiritual perspective that when someone is demon-possessed or demonically influenced, those who are under the curse, that means to be bound, to be made powerless to overcome. Sometimes people are desperately trying to stop doing certain things, being a certain way, but because of ignorance, the word of God says, my people perish because of a lack of knowledge, and so this is the perfect scripture that would should encourage us to study the Word of God, to become enlightened and understand, to have the wisdom of God to overcome, so that we would not continue to perish for a lack of knowledge. Hallelujah. And the word of God also tells us to anyone who lacks wisdom. Ask of me says the Lord and I will give it to you liberally, plentifully. Because God is happy when we desire his wisdom, his guidance, his counsel, his way. So he would give the wisdom to us bountifully, liberally, freely. Hallelujah. There's so many areas that people are guilty of. And as God gives us the revelation, He wants us to teach others. There there's so many things. I remember when I was even saved. I mean, before I got saved, but even after I was saved, I liked watching um, these movies that were comedies. And, you know, they had all kinds of things in these movies. But, you, you know, you're... Not convicted as yet, the Holy Spirit convicts us line upon line, precept. And there came a time when the Holy Spirit started to convict me so badly. Especially when the movies started to have a lot of blasphemous things in it. Where they're, they're calling the name of Jesus in an in a ungodly manner using foul language. When they're promoting homosexuality and making it as though it is a joke. You know, all of these things. And the Holy Spirit started to convict me. And I had to repent. And repentance does not just mean... To say, Lord, I'm sorry. It means to cut off these things. To cut off whatever wrong you were doing. As you come to the knowledge of the truth of God. Because God is a holy God. He is holy. And He's calling us to be holy as He is holy. And when we don't understand certain things, there are times He winks at our ignorance but when you've come to the knowledge of the truth of god's word and his standard and his will if you do not turn away from what you were once ignorant of when you come to the knowledge of the truth then you will be found guilty and there'll be no excuses anymore there's so many things i listened to, to a testimony not just recently and this person had a hell visitation, had an experience in hell. I can't remember if it's that God allowed him to see hell, to come back and share the different stories of why people ended up in hell. But however, he the person ended up there. He was saying that there are people in hell, even Christians, who had businesses and they were... Literally changing their prices of their merchandise according to whom, according to how the person looked who came to buy. Like if someone looked poor, they would, you know, give them the the regular price of the item. If someone looked rich, they increased the price. Because they look rich and they told themselves, well, they can afford to buy it at a higher price. Knowing that that's not their original price. They increase it beyond the original price that it's supposed to be. And in these cases, in all of these cases, the Holy Spirit would always warn people. He would always warn you. That this, what you're doing, is wrong. When you come to that understanding that it's wrong and you continue to do it you try to justify it in your own mind that does not make it and if you can't bring God down to your level of what you think is right. God's righteousness and His holiness is of a very high standard. There's so many areas in which even Christians are falling short A lot of people are bound because of love for money, or out of desperation, they compromise. And God is saying, the just shall live by faith. Do not compromise your relationship with me for money, for fame, for opportunities. Do not compromise your relationship with me. Listen to the Holy Spirit and obey my voice. Obey my word. God's standard are very high. He is holy and he's teaching us every day, every day, every day. More and more of his level of righteousness and holiness. Many people are walking around with with malice and envy and anger towards one another. But they say, well, I am righteous before God. But your heart is filled with bitterness, rage, anger, evil thoughts towards your brother or your sister. But you're thinking, oh, I am right before God. You need to search your heart, each and every one of us, every day. Search your heart. And see, cry out like the servant David. This is what we ought to do. When you truly surrender to the Lord, the Holy Spirit within you would make intercession for you, through you. But if you harden your heart to the Holy Spirit, then you'd be leaning more to the flesh, to your own understanding, trying to justify the wrong. And that's where you'll be found guilty. God is a merciful and just God. He first warns and warns so you are aware of how you have become guilty of a sin. This is why the scripture says he winks at the ignorance of people. If if you're doing something and you don't realize, you've never been told, you don't know that it is wrong. God is a fair and loving God. He winks at your ignorance. But generally, we know that... The uh, there are so many things that are wicked and evil and destructive and wrong. As we continue to learn the ways of Christ, we learn even the intricate things. The intricate things, our thoughts, our hearts, our minds, our motives, our very motives for doing things, needs to be checked. Our very motives and intent for doing things. Even the good you do can be deemed as evil in the sight of God. The seemingly good. Because if you're doing it for the wrong reason. You go and you give to the poor. Just to say that I'm giving to the poor. So you can advertise your business or something. But you're not giving because you have a true concern for the people. There's a scripture, I can't remember where it's taken from, but this is one of the things written in the Word. You're trying to do something and say, oh, I'm doing this wonderful thing. But your motive and intentions are not pure. Your heart's concern is not really for the people. You're doing it for fame, so that you can get a benefit God looks at all of these things and many people are deceived. Many people are deceived. God wants our very lives to be so sparkling, so cleansed, so pure before Him. He wants us to daily, daily examine, ask Him to examine us and to show us any way in us. My God, oh hallelujah, Jesus, Father, we need you, we need you, we need you so much. We need you so much, mighty God. God wants us to cry out and tell him, Lord, I don't want to be like those who say, I worship you and I love you and I serve you and I live for you. And my heart is far from you, Lord. I want my heart to be right before you. I want my life to be right before you. I want my motives to be right before you. My very intent. Everything that I do. Everything that I say. Let it be pleasing and acceptable in your sight. Hallelujah. And let me go to the other scripture. Let's go to Romans chapter 8. And let's read from verse 1. Hallelujah. And so... Before we go into Romans, what the Spirit of the Lord is saying that I should admonish is that as we desire, as we hear the Word of God, and that desire to do what is right and pleasing in His sight, to walk in obedience, how do we get to that place where our hearts become pure and right before Him? We need the Holy Spirit of God if you're not saved you need to be saved and receive the holy spirit the holy spirit enables us to walk up rightly and do what is right to live holy before the lord the spirit of god would be made activated within us to give us the power To become the sons of God. They that are led by the Spirit. They are the sons of God. Hallelujah. The sons of God walk in obedience to the Lord. The sons and daughters of God. So let's read Romans chapter 8 and verse 1. And it says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Because through Jesus Christ the law of the Spirit of life set me free from the law of sin and death. For what the law was powerless to do, in that it was weakened by the sinful nature, God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful man to be a sin offering. We are understanding here. Glory to the mighty name of Jesus. And so He condemned sin in sinful man in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fully met in us who do not live according to the sinful nature but according to the spirit hallelujah so for those of us who have accepted jesus christ as lord and savior we have met the first requirement for those who are yet to receive the baptism of the holy spirit you can be filled and baptized. But the Holy Spirit, through receiving Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, gives you that power to walk in obedience as you yield to it, the Holy Spirit. And as I continue to read, it says, Those who live according to the sinful nature have their minds set on what that nature desires. But those who live according, in accordance with the Spirit... Have their mind set on what the Spirit desires. Are we hearing this today? So we can quench the Holy Spirit. So many people who are saved. Because of having the mind set on the sinful nature. And the, the earthly desires. The sinful desires. Can now quench the Holy Spirit. But those who have their hearts and minds set on the things that are of God. The word of god is saying here those who live according to the sinful nature have their mind set on what that nature desires but those who live in accordance with the spirit have their mind set on what the spirit desires and it continues to say the mind of a sinful man is death are we hearing this the mind of sinful man is death but the mind controlled by the spirit is life and peace are we hearing this today Oh glory, there's so much benefit to submitting to the Holy Spirit of God. It gives life and peace, hallelujah, the peace of God that passes all understanding. And it continues to say, the sinful mind is made hostile to God. Hostile to God. Mm. It does not submit to God's law, nor can it do so. Those controlled by the sinful nature cannot please God. And so today God wants us to examine our lives. He wants us to be in that place where we can truly say there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. There is therefore now no condemnation because we have truly surrendered our life, our will, our emotion, our very being, our very existence to God. And so we, we embrace the blessings and the benefits that comes with it, which is life and peace. Because as we see here, if you're controlled by the sinful nature, you cannot please God. If there's any area in your life that you know it's sinful before the Lord, it's wrong and it's not pleasing in His sight, you cannot please Him. No matter how you try to justify here and justify there, unless you truly repent and cut off that sin, you cannot please God. And it says the mind of those that are of the sinful nature is death. It's death. Continual death in hell if you die in that sinful nature. But if you surrender to the nature of Christ. And surrender to the Holy Spirit. It's life and peace. Hallelujah. And life everlasting. And why is this important? Why is this important? The book of Revelation as we get to the last two portions of scripture. Glory to the mighty name of Jesus. Revelation chapter 22 and verse 12 says, And this is what the Lord wants us to know today. He says, Behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me. To give to every man according to his work. I'll say it again. Revelation chapter 22. And verse 12. It says. Behold I come quickly. And my reward is with me. To give to every man according to his work. According to his works. Are your works. Of holiness and righteousness. Goodness and love and peace. First. Second Corinthians thirteen. I would I'd, I'd quote this again. Paul the apostle was saying, you know, he he talked about what love is. It does not seek to to take, but it it gives. It it thinks no evil, and it you know all of these wonderful things. And he says, though I may have the tongues of angels, oh glory to the mighty name of Jesus, and I'm I can. Prophesy the mysteries of God. And I have faith to move mountains. But I have not love. It profits me nothing. It profits me nothing. So many people. Can become deceived into thinking that. They have faith. And they speak in tongues. And they can interpret. And they can do all these things. But their heart. It does not have. The true love of God being made manifest in it. It profits you nothing if you have not love. The true love of God. This is why the Lord would say to many on that day, depart from me. I never knew you. Even pastors, even preachers. Some would say I preached on the streets. I preached. I did all these wonderful works in your name. And he would say, depart from me. You worker of iniquity, I never knew you. When I was hungry, you did not feed me. When I was thirsty, you did not give me drink. When I was sick, you did not pray for me. When I was in prison, you didn't visit me. Many believers, there's so many things you can do for the Lord. By going out and reaching out to people who are lost, who are bound by curses and the demonic manipulation and evil spirits and they need to be free they need to hear your testimony they need to know about the love of god and some so many people are doing nothing for god this is why the devil have so many people caught up in the cares of life because you're not going out and doing what the spirit of the lord wants you to do so the things that are going on in your life you are trying to fix it you are taking you are allowing it to stress you out and cause you to be bound under oppression and stress and fear and you becoming sick not making time for god as believers we need to seek first the kingdom of god and all of his righteousness and everything else shall be added unto you and so whatever the spirit of the lord would have placed in your heart many years ago many months ago a decade ago 10 years ago and you've not done it. You're still alive. God is merciful. Do not waste your latter years. Being caught up by the cares of this life. When you can be walking by the spirit of God. In obedience to his will. Setting the captives free. Healing the sick. Being a blessing to children. Going to visit those who are captive in their minds. And in prison. Some people can become free even though they're in prison. Because someone would choose to obey the voice of God and go and let them know about the love of God. There's so much that we can do for the Lord. This is why he said, many say they love me and they worship me. But their hearts are far from me. What does the commandments come down to? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength. And love your neighbor as you love yourself. Who is your neighbor? Everybody is your neighbor. Everyone is your neighbor. Oh, glory to the mighty name of Jesus. And let's go to Revelation chapter 20, verse 14 and 15. Revelation chapter 20. That's our final scripture for the day for this message today glory hallelujah and it says and death and hell were cast into the lake of fire this is the second death and whosoever was not found written in the book of life was cast into the lake of fire and so the reason this is the final scripture of today's message God wants us to know, as Revelation twenty-two twelve 12 says. Behold, I come quickly, says the Lord, and my reward is with me. To give to every man according to their works. And so if your works are righteous. And you've truly made that decision to do all that you can for the Lord and to be truly surrendered, seeking his face, asking him every day, Lord, show me. And when he shows you, you obey him. If he says, go and make right with your brother, your sister, your cousin, your uncle, your aunt, whoever may have hurt you, may have wounded you, go and do it. And eternity in hell is not worth holding on to malice and unforgiveness. Walking in disobedience. Not making full use of your time to go and be a blessing to others. The word of God also tells us. Whosoever loves mother, father, son, daughter, husband, wife more than me. Are not, they are not worthy of me. They are not worthy to enter into my kingdom. So if you are there studying your wife, studying your husband. And the Lord has given you a command to go out and do certain things. When you stand before God, you're standing before Him by yourself. But if you pray and you say, Lord, I pray for favor with my husband, favor with my wife, that when I go out and I do your work, Lord, that you would touch their heart and let them come with me. Some people have unsaved loved ones. But prayer, put it in God's hands and let Him work it out. He is faithful. Do not be afraid because no fearful, no unbeliever, no doubter shall have any part in my kingdom. No gossip or no murmurer. Today God wants us to get it right. Pray and ask him. Matthew 15, he said, you hypocrite. You come before me with your heart, with your lips, with your lips, but your heart is far from me. That's how the scripture started. Jesus said, you hypocrites, you come before me. You draw nigh to me with your mouth, with your words, with your lips. But your heart is far from me. God is speaking to us today. He wants us to cry out and search our hearts. See if we are truly walking in that way. Everlasting. As Psalm 139 admonishes as the Psalmist David cried out. Oh, glory to the mighty name of Jesus. God is speaking to us today. He wants us to walk in obedience to His will. He wants our heart to be truly surrendered, truly pure and holy before Him. Truly pure and holy before Him. Glory to the mighty name of Jesus. Oh, hallelujah. And so even now, I just give God praise and thanks. I pray for everyone listening that... This word would have reached you and to bring transformation, to bring that introspection, the unsearching of self before the living God. That each and every one of us can truly make it into the kingdom of heaven. That we can truly desire to walk that holy walk before the Lord in every way, in every way, asking him to search us daily. Because no matter who you are, each and every one of us need the Lord to search us every single day as we grow more and more in him, in his word. Glory to the mighty name of Jesus. Glory to the mighty name of Jesus. He said, behold, I come quickly and my reward is with me to give to every man according to their works. And even now I end with this prayer. Second Corinthians thirteen, fourteen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Love you with the pure holy love of the Lord and God bless you richly, saints of God. God bless you richly, saints of God. May we continue to walk in His holiness and desire for Him to give us that clean heart and renew a right spirit within us. Please share this message with everyone that you can share it with. We need to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ that people can be transformed and truly live That life that God has called us to live in true holiness and righteousness. And so I encourage you, please share this message. And again I say, God bless you richly, saints of God. welcome to another episode of john 316 the message with me your host minister olivia brown a blessed good morning to everyone that is tuned in another beautiful day that the lord has made and we shall rejoice and be glad in it glory hallelujah and so before i get into today's segment uh please join with me as we Get into a word of prayer and reverence, or Heavenly Father, acknowledge Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior, and partner with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Heavenly Father, we give you praise today. Lord, I thank you that you are our Lord, our God, our King. Even now, Lord, anoint me as I bring your word, oh God, to your people today. Father, I pray for everyone tuned in, every ear that would hear your word. I pray that every life would be positively my impacted and that transformation will come that would be a blessing to everyone father reach everyone at the point of their need and father let all the glory and all the honor be unto your holy name for your mighty move in every life in jesus mighty name amen and amen and so it's so wonderful to be with you again after such a long hiatus i would say Um, It's been a while and I missed each and every one of you that are usually uh, tuned in to this podcast and whatever forum that you listen to it to. I give God praise and glory and honor for each and every one of you. And so it's been a while. But the whole idea of uh, the fact of not hearing message for such a long time it was not uh, by how should I say my choice but it was in complete surrender and submission to the Holy Spirit and so sometimes the Lord would have us do things and in that moment you know when you get the instruction it may not always make sense but when the lord is training us he's training us to be in total synchronization with the holy spirit being obedient is all that matters and so that time where i have not been on bringing forth the podcast messages. I've still been actively on the mission field about my father's business. But when the Lord says, I want you off of every forum, off of every platform, do not go on, do not accept any speaking engagements, anything like that, you must obey. And so God knows why he does all the things that he does. He knows what the enemy may be plotting and planning behind the scenes. He knows when we need to be even more equipped and trained, especially in the area of obedience to the Spirit of God, even when it does not seem to make sense at the moment. And so, Let this be a lesson, you know, to each and every one of us that are are tuned in right now, that sometimes you may hear a word from the Lord and it may seem strange to you. It may not, you know, connect, but you'd say, but I, I feel like this is what the Lord wants me to do. But it doesn't make sense. God's ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. And so the things that we may not yet understand... When we walk in obedience, day by day, the Lord will begin to reveal the things, the missing pieces. And so it's just important to just obey the voice of God. Just obey the voice of God, even when you don't understand. Because eventually, as you walk in obedience and you stay close to God and you continue in the Spirit, you continue in His presence, in prayer, shutting away with Him, fasting, seeking His face. He will reveal to you why, step by step. And so in the end, the big picture will all come together, and you would be happy that you obeyed. Amen. So I give God praise and I pray that even in that little explanation there, um, it brings an additional strengthening to somebody. Who may be going through something similar today so all the glory and honor be unto God the Father God the Son and God the Holy Spirit for his divine instructions and for his heart of love towards each and every one of us that he's even mindful of us to speak to us and to instruct us and lead and guide us what a privilege it is to be called by his name and to have that relationship with him glory to his holy name And so before I go into today's scripture message, glory to his mighty name. As always, we read and decree and declare Psalm 91 over our lives, amen? And over the lives of our loved ones. What a powerful psalm this is, it never gets old, you know I always say that. And I give God all the glory and honor for his word. Oh, for the weapon of our warfare, they are not carnal they are mighty through God for the pulling down of every stronghold and so as we decree and declare Psalm 91 as believers in Christ Jesus we are warriors because we are in a constant battle but the victory has already been given to us and so as we remain in Christ in his word decreeing and declaring We are walking victoriously because we have been given mighty weapons through the power of the Word of God, through the power of the shed blood of Jesus, oh glory, and through the power of the name of Jesus, the power of praise and thanksgiving, my God. We have angels that are always there, ready to defend us. My God, the weapons of our warfare are not carnal. They are not of this world. They are greater and more powerful. Oh, glory, glory, glory. And as we decree and declare God's kingdom to come, as we pray, it's made manifest from the spirit into the earth realm. And so when we understand these things and we decree his word in faith with understanding, it's more impacting. Amen. And so we give God praise and glory for the weapons that he has made available to us our God is a mystery his ways are higher than our ways but as we spend time in his presence as we spend time in his word as we choose to give our ear to things that glorify his name and edify us like like segments like this and other men and women of God that are preaching and teaching the word we're strengthening our faith and building up our understanding in Christ and so our faith is increased as we hear the word of God so we give glory and praise unto His holy name. So let's get right into it and decree and declare Psalm 91. For this is a powerful scripture that is a weapon given to us. Amen. Thank you, Lord. And so let's decree and declare. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress. My God and Him will I trust. Hallelujah. A thousand shall fall at thy side, and ten thousand at thy right hand, but it shall not come nigh thee, Oh, thank you, Lord. Only with thine eyes shalt thou behold and see the reward of the wicked. Because thou hast made the Lord which is my refuge, even the Most High thy habitation, therefore shall no evil befall thee, neither shall any plague come nigh thy dwelling, O oh, thank you, Lord my god for he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways they shall bear thee up in their hands at least thou dash thy foot against a stone mm, thank you jesus thou shalt tread upon the lion and the adder. the young lion and dragon shall thou trample on the feet mm, glory because he has set his love upon me therefore will i deliver him i will set him on high because he has known my name he shall call upon me and i will answer him I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. And with long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. And you know, every, every time you see him there, we know that we are claiming these promises on our, our lives. Amen. And so as always, we make the last two verses personal. So let's decree and declare it. And I shall call upon him... And he will answer me hallelujah he will be with me in times of trouble he will deliver me and honor me and with long life he will satisfy me and show me his salvation oh thank you lord for being king and lord of our lives for honoring us as we surrender our lives to you and for showing us your salvation for the most important thing that we can ever accomplish is our name being written and brightly shining in the Lamb's Book of Life. As we receive you, Lord Jesus, as our Savior and Redeemer and King. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the gift of salvation. Hallelujah. Let's give God praise. Let's give Him glory. Let's magnify His name. He is worthy. Amen. He is worthy. He's a good, good Father. Oh, my God. What a mighty God we serve. What a might, you know, my spirit is always stirred to worship. I'm always worshiping. There's always a song in my heart. Oh, glory. Even when I'm not singing it out loud, there's there's always a song. There's always a song. My God. And I'm hearing this uh, song resounding in my spirit, in my mind. You're a good, good father. It's who you are. It's who you are you're perfect in all of your ways hallelujah you're perfect in all of your ways lord you're perfect in all of your ways it's who you are oh and i'm amazed by you yes let's tell the lord today He's a good, good Father. He's perfect in all of His ways. Everything that He does is perfect. Even when we don't understand. Sometimes things happen in our lives. But when we understand His Word and we proclaim His Word, this is for somebody today. Your life may seem to be going topsy-turvy. You may not know what to do. But as long as you choose to trust God, At whatever juncture you decide to stop and say, Lord, help me. I need you. That means you've given your trust unto him. And you're saying, I can't do this on my own. So now you lay it all down and you cast your cares, your burdens at his feet. And you're saying, I acknowledge that you are God. And you are more than able. And when you do that and you say, Jesus, I receive you as Lord. If you've not done that, I need you. Help me. If you have already received them, but you're fighting these battles on your own and you're trying to figure things out and you know that you're not surrendering to the Holy Spirit, God is saying today, right now, do not let the condemning voices of the enemy tell you you're so far away from God that you cannot be redeemed or you cannot receive his hands of mercy. He's a forgiving God, but the key is repentance. So you first say, Father, forgive me, Lord Jesus, forgive me for every sin that I've committed against you, everything that I've done that is not pleasing in your sight, for hardening my heart, for turning away from you when you reached out to me through different persons, whatever it is that is coming into your mind and heart to repent of, just say, Lord, forgive me. And you make that decision to to turn away from whatever disobedience, whatever sin, And God's hands of mercy will be extended to you at that very point. So even now, cry out to him. He's waiting. His hands are extended and is waiting for you to come to him. he says, a broken and a contrite heart, he will in no way despise. And so when you come to him with that sincerity, he's going to receive your heart's cry, receive your repentance. And he will forgive, he will heal, he will bring redemption. And his word in Romans 8, 28 says that our God, he's so awesome, so powerful, that no matter how far gone you would have gone, when you repent, he says, he turns everything around for good. For those that love him and are the call to his purpose. And so when you make that decision to repent, it means that you you're demonstrating your love for God to walk in obedience. Because he said, if you love me, you will obey me. And so when you choose to repent, it means you're saying, Lord, I want to obey you. I'm gonna stop doing the things that are wrong and do the things that are right and pleasing in your sight. That is a demonstration of your love for God. And he says, Those that love him and are the call to his purpose, he will turn everything around for good that the devil has meant for bad. And so that's the kind of faithful loving God that we serve. And so for whoever that was for today, God wants you to know that he loves you. And He is ready and waiting to meet you at the point of your need, at the point of your decision to turn around and turn to Him. He's waiting, and He is ready, and He loves you. Glory to His holy name. And so today's scripture message, the Spirit of the Lord has given this to me. Um, Usually, I would open the Word, and the Spirit of the Lord would lead me to a portion of scripture. But today, the Lord gave me the scripture in my heart. And I'm like, oh, where is this found? I I could not remember, so I had to find it. And it is Romans chapter 8, verse 1. And it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. But it doesn't stop there. Amen? But it continues to say, Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Hallelujah! So I'll read it again. Romans chapter 8 verse 1. It says. There is therefore now no condemnation. To them which are in Christ Jesus. Who walk not after the flesh. But after the spirit. And so for all believers that are tuned in. God is saying there is therefore now. No condemnation. To those who are in Christ Jesus. So you would have fallen away. You would have made a mistake. You would have. You know somehow grieve the Holy Spirit you still have hope where as long as you're alive you can say Lord forgive me and and you mean it and you turn away from that sin this grace is also extended for persons who would like to be saved and become a part of the body of Christ to be in Christ Jesus when you repent and you accept Jesus as Lord and Savior, you are now a part of the body of Christ. So even if you're listening and you've not yet given your life to Jesus, he's saying he wants his grace to be extended to you. But the the, thought, the continuation of this, it says, Who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. Condemnation comes because of sin, because of some guilt or torment in the mind because of an open door to the enemy right and many times when forgiveness is extended through jesus christ the enemy still tries to come back and condemn and so that's another (laughs) um revelation there so for persons who know that they would have repented and truly turned away from everything that is not of god but the enemy is still bringing these thoughts of condemnation. This is where we're supposed to take those lying thoughts captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ with this scripture. There is therefore now no condemnation. So if you know you have already repented, you have turned away, you're not you know, committing that sin any longer that you would have turned away from. And the enemy is coming with these accusing voices you rebuke him with the word like Jesus did and you decree and declare there is therefore now no condemnation, hallelujah to those who are in Christ Jesus who walk not after the flesh but after the spirit and so there needs to be a clear distinction though if you have been committing sins as a believer and you're still continually committing that sin And then saying, there's therefore now no condemnation. You're lying to yourself because you're giving the enemy reason to condemn. Truthful reasons. And that is why this scripture did not stop there. It says, who walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. And so when you turn away from every sin, the word of God must be made complete where you now no longer walk after the flesh, but after the spirit of God. Walking in obedience, hallelujah, to the will and word of God. And so being hidden in Christ, being hidden in Christ, walking in the spirit, it's so important. And so how do we accomplish this? We accomplish this when we remain in the word of God, when we continuously, 24-7, feed our mind and our spirits with the things that are of God. That's why the Word of God says, whatsoever things are lovely, whatsoever things are pure, whatsoever things are of a good report, think on those things. Hallelujah. We ought to be making melodies in our hearts unto God giving praise and thanks to Him with psalms, hymns, and spiritual songs, admonishing one another, encouraging one another. So the words that come out of our mouth, even when we meet with fellow believers and unbelievers, must always be words of edification and glorifying of God, empowering and strengthening others in the ways of Christ, you know. And just always bringing life into a dead situation. Always speaking positivity into something that is negative. Bringing the power of God into manifestation wherever you go. Hallelujah. And so how do we accomplish this? We have to, in our personal day-to-day life, spend time with God. We wake up in the morning and we have that routine where we get into the Word and we talk to the Lord, we give Him praise, we give Him thanks, we open the Word and we hear what He is saying to us. And then we continue this, you know, during the day we make sure and feed our spirit instead of feeding our mind and our spirit with, with ungodliness and things that do not benefit our mindset. We feed our mind with the things that are of God. And so that's how you become built up in the most holy faith and become equipped to be that soldier in the army of God where the enemy will not be able to have any rightful accusations and therefore be able to rightly bring condemnation because you are not giving him any access to your mind, to your body, to your soul, to your spirit. Glory to the name of Jesus, but rather you're feeding your mind, feeding your spirit, feeding your soul with the Word of God, with the things that are lovely and pure and holy and of a good report, so that wherever you go, you would be salt and light, bringing glory and honor to God, and your life will be a living testimony unto God. And so we know each and every one of us would have committed some kind of sin that, you know, deliverance is needed, forgiveness. And so, God wants us to come to Him, to cast all our cares and burdens at His feet. He knows all that we have need of. He knows everything. And when we say, when the Word of God says all that we have need of, it's not just talking about physical needs, financial needs. Each and every one of us, there is a, a void, some sort of healing that needs to take place, some sort of deliverance because... From the time we have come into this world, it has been in a fallen state. There's so much uh, uh, misinformation, so many wrong doctrines, so many things that have been spoken over our lives, so many curses that have been you know, re- released against us from parents, from family members, from strangers, from bosses, from, from friends, things that we never dealt with, but they stuck to our lives. And so God knows more than us the things that we are unaware of that is actively affecting us. And so there's a continual deliverance, line upon line, precept upon precept. And so sometimes it's it's like God cannot reveal everything all at once. It would overwhelm us. So he does it layer by layer by layer as much as we can handle. But How can God get to do that if you're not making time to spend with Him, to come to Him, that He can reveal to you these deeper mysteries, these things that need to be understood so that the deliverance, that, that deep deliverance can take place step by step, line upon line. And so God expects us to come to Him, to spend time in His presence. To cry out to Him. To show Him that love. You know, I, I always use this as an example since the Lord revealed it to me. He said, you know, when the Word of God talks about coming back to your first love. Hallelujah. Because uh, the way how, just imagine when you are courting with someone. You know, husbands, wives, as you're tuning in, you're hearing. Just think back to when you were courting your wife. When you're, you know, you Your husband was courting you, ladies, um, for the younger ones who may have, you know, had um, little relationships. But your mind was so consumed with this person and you made time for them and you made them a priority and you long to see them and long to be in their presence and you want to talk to them all day and you want to, you know, or if you can get to speak to them during the day, you just look forward to seeing them, you know, at the evening time and whatever. The way that persons who are, quote-unquote, in love... Deal with each other and want to see and spend time with each other. God is expecting that, that kind of attention, that kind of love, that kind of you know respect and adoration. And for those who have fallen away from that level of loving God in that way, He's saying, come back to me, your first love. Come back to me. Remember when you first found me how you were happy to tell, oh glory, hallelujah, you were happy to tell about me, you are not ashamed of the gospel, you are happy to be free and redeemed and saved, and now there are many people who are afraid to tell people about Jesus, afraid to tell someone that Jesus loves them, to be open so much, to be able to receive a revelation from God, to be able to Tell a stranger on a bus or someone in the supermarket, This is what the Lord is saying to me to tell you that that situation you're facing, He is going to fix it. Sometimes God may give you a direct word your mother is going to be healed, or your daughter is going to be okay, or whatever it is. God wants us to be so in tune with Him that we can receive His love not only for ourselves but for others who are struggling, who are hurting, who are wounded, and they need to receive that extension of god's love through us hallelujah and so god is longing he wants us to grow closer and closer with him and not be ashamed because we're in a time right now where there is a a great uh how should i say a great lack of the uncompromised the word of god glory to his holy name and so as we walk in that love, God wants us to be vessels that he can use where if he wants to decree and declare a word to tell someone, God is saying that you need to turn away from that sin, that you need to live a holy life and because the enemy is out to destroy you. And if you continue in that sin, the devil is going to have legal rights to affect and destroy your life. We, we need to be able to bring the word of God uncompromised because many times that the prophetic word is for warning and for also edification and preparation for the future. And so it's not always going to be a lovely, flowery message from God about, you know, somebody when we get a prophetic word. But even a word of warning serves as God's love because He's trying to prevent someone from falling into the grips and deception of the enemy. God wants us to be bold for him. Bold in love, hallelujah. Because even if we have to bring a word of correction to someone or warning, he says, do it in love, hallelujah. And because we have to also be mindful that we too can fall into any kind of temptation unless we are in tune and in synchronization with the Holy Spirit And so we have to remember not to think too highly of ourselves, and we ought to, and encourage one another to be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might, remembering that He loves us with an everlasting love, and His heart's desire is to see none perish, but at all come to repentance, that we can all have eternal life. So even now, I just give God praise and thanks for everyone that has tuned in today. There is a part two to this segment, glory to the mighty name of Jesus. But I will close off this message here today. and. We will continue in the next segment, which would be part two of this message. So I give God praise. I give Him glory. And even now, as 2 Corinthians thirteen fourteen says, I decree and declare this over each and every one. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. And I love you, each and every one, with the pure, holy love of the Lord. God bless you richly, saints of God.